Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in living the status quo life, who wants to hear from other ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga. Join me as I follow my curiosity around what living a successful life really means. Let's dive in. Okay, guys. Today, I have Christina Hollinger on. She is a modern feng shui expert and author that I've been dying to talk to and learn about the mystical, magical world of feng shui. She has been featured on HGTV, and Christina is all about helping design the life you deserve. I'm here for it. Christina, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. I mean, I put on my like Instagram today that I was having you on. I'm like, okay, everyone feng shui questions. And my friend Don wrote, what is feng shui? Mm. And I said, exactly. So like I went into the salon today and I was, cause I had, I had a light bulb out in the salon and I was like, okay, I like to take care of my space. It's something that like, I feel like I have a genuine interest in and a sense of urgency about like taking care of my salon and my, just my space in general. And as I went in today, even though I'm not in the salon today, cause it could not sit with the fact that there'd be a light bulb out if it didn't have to be like on our light fixture, like chandelier. And I was thinking to myself, is this feng shui what I'm doing? I don't even know. So I'm so excited. And I just, I have like all the questions. Oh my gosh. Like you're already open up with such an interesting and juicy topic because light bulbs really do have symbolism and meaning and feng shui. So we can totally get into it, but I'm sure I should probably just start with like the basics, like the, and and respond to Dawn, like, what is feng shui? You want me to get into it? Please. So I actually discovered feng shui personally in 2012 when I was living in the South Loop of Chicago and I had heard of feng shui. I heard it just like brought good energy. And at that point in my life, I was kind of going through like a dark night of the soul. I don't know why, because from the outside, everything looked really good. Like I had just gotten married. I had a new teaching job that kept me busy and, you know, I was really excited about, but like deep down, I just felt like something was missing. So as I looked around our apartment, I decided that I wanted to like spruce it up, make it feel more welcoming. And like I said, I had heard of this thing called feng shui. So I just kind of, you know, what started to Google it and like sat around on a Friday night and looked into it. And what I learned very quickly when I started doing some research was that feng shui is actually somewhat of like a manifesting tool because essentially Um, when you work with something called the Bagua map, which is really the core of what I work with and how I help people, when you look at the Bagua map, you can see that your home actually represents different areas of your life. So you have a wealth area, a career area, an area that represents your relationships. And so like when I discovered that I was super hooked right away. And I, at the point that time in my life, like really wanted more money in my life. So I'm like, we're going straight to the wealth area. And actually what ended up happening was within the six months of applying feng shui to my wealth area, I also applied it to my bedroom and front door because that's where you're supposed to start, I suppose. Um, At least that's what I learned at the time. And it it actually is true. Um, Within six months, I found out we were having our first baby. My husband got a promotion and we bought our first house. And it was like, wow, my life got so unstuck. And that was just the beginning. Um, But ultimately, like I practice like a modern 
feng shui relatively modern because it's been around for two, 3,000 years. It started in China, but the um, BTB school feng shui, which is what I'm trained and certified in through the feng shui school of Chicago, that feng shui came to the United States in like the 1980s. Um, but really it just is, it's all about how can you design your home for optimal flow of energy? How can you design your home with intention to truly align with your dreams? I use it as a manifesting tool and, um, yeah, I mean, there's so much to it. So I'm just really excited to kind of dive in and give your listeners like really like let's scratch the surface and maybe give them something tangible they could try today to really align with their own dreams and unlock abundance in their own lives. That's why I do this. Man, that is, this is all up my alley. And I'm like, I, I had a friend that she had practiced a little bit of feng shui and I, I didn't ask her too much about it, but I told her about my salon one day and she was like, yeah, what are, what's the address? And I said, it's five, two, five. And she's like, oh my gosh, in feng shui, like those numbers are really good. And so I feel like there's just, I just, there's so much to it, like you said, and like, we won't be able to get to all of it today, but what's the connection between like the home and your creative, like, or your workspace? I guess I like, I would love to talk about, like, I want to know everything about it, but like, what's the connection? Like how much of feng shui is like your home life and how much of it does it apply to like your place of where you work? Cause I feel like I've got my salon and like so many people have these workspaces and then they have their homes. Does the, is the home like the foundation or how do you explain that part? I love that question. And, you know, I heard you say that you take such good care of your salon. It's like your sanctuary, like you love being there and taking care of it. And really like home maintenance and home repairs is good feng shui because what, here's what I'd like to do. Let's start with, I'll answer your question quick, but I kind of want to get into the light bulb example of how it like really impacts, like how your home reflects your life and how it's literally like a metaphor for your life. Um, and I think that's just a great example. Okay. So, before you go any further yeah. though, I have to tell you that what you said just was like a aha moment for me because I have a client who is a life coach. And she told me one time, your home is a representation of your internal world. And there was someone's home where they like, don't do anything to the interior of it. And they painted it white. And I said, oh my gosh, like they didn't take care of any of the bones of it. They didn't do the work on it. And then that person said, but isn't that such who uh, like, it's a representation of who they are. Like it's a veneer. And I was like, mm. sweet Jesus. So I feel like you're about <laughs> to just like bring this all home for me, but I wanted to interject with that. Oh, I love that. And well, what I really like is that your home is an affirmation for the life you desire. So if you don't like the narrative of your life and you don't like the story it's telling, the empowering part of feng shui is that you don't have to just live with it. You can actually, you can change it, right? You can change a story. So I actually did. I wrote a book called Teaching from the Heart with Feng Shui, Inspired Living for Teachers, Parents, and Kids. And so for your listeners, maybe they don't know this, but I was, I started my career as a teacher for 10 years. I was an assistant principal for two years, and I still work in public education as a social emotional learning coordinator at the district level, which is a really awesome job. We bring mindfulness into classrooms. It's, it's so good. But what I essentially, when I wrote the book, I tell teachers and parents to start at home first because your home truly is a representation of you. Your bedroom is the most personal space. It represents you. 
So if you're starting feng shui and you're new to it, you really can just start with your home and then expand from there. And then there's a whole part, a whole section on how teachers could apply feng shui to their classroom. And the intention there is that like you create a flow between your personal life and your professional life. And yes, there should be like a healthy separation between work and your personal life. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, this, like your work is an extension of your life purpose and what, what you love to do. It's your passion. And if you're in true alignment, then it all sort of flows together. I love that. Okay. Keep going. Okay. So when you were talking about the light bulb and like, here's the thing, like, I know you like love your place of work. And so if you really wanted to start the salon, I would encourage you like start wherever you want and where it feels good. But when a light bulb goes out, here's what you can do. You can literally take the bag one map. So for your listeners who are totally new to this, you can actually get an instant free downloaded bag one map on my site, christinahollinger.com. And I teach you like the three steps of how to use it. But ultimately it's like this nine square grid. And when you enter your space at the front door, you can locate, like, let's locate like a couple key areas. Like everyone wants to know where their wealth area is. So when you walk into your front door, the far back left corner of your home or your salon, that's the wealth area. And then the far back right corner is the relationship area. Those are two considered like commands positions. They're really important spaces in your home. Um, And then when you walk in the front door in the front center area of your home's the career. So like, for example, I literally was just at a restaurant. I, um, I live in Naperville. So a suburb of Chicago I was just in a restaurant. And I noticed that the light bulb was out in the front center area of the restaurant, which is the career area of the, of the restaurant. And I was like thinking, oh my gosh, I hope they change the light bulb soon because it could mean like if a, a light bulb goes out, you know, you're feeling burnt out in that area. It just needs a little extra TLC, a little... A, attention and intention. So when you actually replace a light bulb, let's say, like I said, it's in the career area, you can literally just set your intention. Like, what is it you want to feel lit up about in your career? Um, Are you calling in more money in your career? Is it that you're looking to um, feel more flow and attract more helpful people or even just more clients in your career? It's such a simple act to, of course, replace a light bulb. But when you do it with your intention, you're just it's just like amplified. And literally what I tell my students, what I tell my one-on-one clients when I work with them during a consultation is, you know, I think as humans, like we overthink it. And the truth is, it's just that simple that you do something with intention to your home, understanding that you are going to impact your life by doing this. And then you let go and you trust the universe to fill in the details. I love that. Yeah. It's it's yeah. pretty simple and fun and it yeah. really works. Yeah. And like the light bulb today, my, like my intention behind it was like, oh, I don't want anyone to come in here to get their hair done and like, see that there's a light bulb out. Like, I just, I want this to be such an inspired space to come to. And I was like, oh, there's two people working today. I like got in my car when I saw the delivery had been there. And so, but I love the idea of like adding in like the intention of like, for myself. Cause sometimes I think like, maybe I would, I've been missing a little bit of the feng shui because I kind of, I think about the space and like how I want it to feel for other people. But I love mm-hmm. what you're saying about having that be that intention for myself. 
Yeah, absolutely. And like when I had, I did apply feng shui to my classroom. The last year I was in my classroom, I applied feng shui to the T, like did everything I could. And like, for example, in the relationship area of my classroom, I would do things that were setting intentions for my students and how I wanted them to partner with each other. I set my intention for how I wanted to interact with my colleagues and interact with the people, the other teachers in my school. And then, of course, I set my own intention for my relationship with my husband as well, because everything is connected and interconnected. And really a cool thing that happened that year is I applied feng shui to my classroom. And I'm not even kidding you. During the open house that we were having um, at our school, the superintendent of the school district literally knocked on my door and he had heard that I was going to get my master's degree in principal leadership He asked me when I was graduating and if I would like to take a leadership position in the district, like literally asked me there. And he said to me, he's like, well, when opportunity knocks, like it was just so literal and figurative at the same time. I was like, oh my God. And yeah, like the year I applied feng shui to my classroom was the year I ended up getting like this promotion essentially with just like such grace, such ease. And that's just like one example of like how feng shui just like starts to like work magic in your life. And it's like, kind of unexplainable, but really cool and fun. Yeah. And like, so when you talk about like the relationship area, like, and you made like, like, like the, like for me, if I'm thinking about my salon, it's like, okay, those lights are in the middle of the salon. So it's like, okay, cool. That's career. And then it's like in the back is like on the back right side where it's relationship. Like how, what would you do? Like, for instance, that's kind of like our break area. Like what would you recommend someone do to set those kind of relationship kind of uh, intentions. Is there like some, like, is there like a ritual or is it just kind of like just having the intention be in that area? Cause I guess I was thinking about it today. I was like, am I making feng shui too literal or like, am I like, cause I feel like I'm kind of like, okay, do I have to set something there? Is there a vase that should go there? Like what, what, how does, how does one start to kind of like set those intentions in those areas? That's such a great question. And what a cool place to have your break area, right? Because it's like, that is where those relationships and connections are forming in your salon. So that's so auspicious, really, really cool. Um, Because truly like the first step is just identifying which areas of life correlate to which areas of your home, right? So that we kind of covered that. Like once you get familiar with the Bago map, that's actually, I kind of have three steps. So like the first step is that. And then the second step would be to, to your point is like to apply the elements, So essentially there's nine areas of life and each of those areas are activated by one of the five elements primarily. And so for a relationship, for example, the element that is going to really activate and amplify that space is the earth element. And you can represent the earth element through your decor in three different ways. You can represent it with the shape of earth. So a, um, a square or a horizontal rectangle represents the earth element. So literally having like a picture in that shape is going to just truly activate the space. The second way to represent an element is through color. So you could use earth tones, sand tones, skin tones, maybe like a, a dull rose quartz color or, you know, a soft yellow. 
Um, and then of course you could represent it through actual earth itself. So we're thinking like flowers, plants, maybe even like some crystals that come from the earth could activate the space. And then all of the guas within the Bagua map really are associated with different numbers as well. And I'm a very big number person. So I kind of love this part. The relationship area is activated by the number two or pairs of objects. So what you could essentially do is put like two, uh, you know, specific rose quartz crystals or two pictures of similar shape and similar size to promote seeing eye to eye with others to promote equality and relationships and partnerships. Um, and like, this is such a simple thing, but like when I was designing my classroom in the relationship area, I just had like an even number of chairs so that they were all paired up and there was no odd chair out, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's just those little things like add some fresh flowers to that space and rejuvenate them every single week, replenish your flowers, stuff like that. It's just going to make a huge difference. Yeah. And then how about like that area? Like you said, the left side is more like wealth. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So what can people do on that side? Well, everyone loves to talk about the wealth and the wealth area does represent money because we know that like you can experience abundance in so many different ways in life. Yes. You can have an abundance of time, you know, go on really great vacations. But when it comes to the money area, like go to the back left area of your home, that's the wealth area. That space is predominantly activated by the wood element. So you would apply the wood element there with the shape of a vertical rectangle with, uh, you know, brown and, and green, but here's really the colors for wealth in particular would actually be like activating with some purple or gold. Because purple for a long time used to just be the color of royals and only the very rich could actually afford the ink to make the purple. So for a long time, purple has just always been associated with money and wealth and prosperity. So a purple amethyst would be amazing here. And then of course, wood itself, like a bamboo represents the wood element. And what I love about the bamboo plant is it's it's a hollow on the inside. So it represents this openness to receive. Um, and it's just like, so yeah, there's a lot like, cause you could also integrate some water elements because water represents money and feng shui. Um, and so once you kind of get into it, there's so many different ways that you can, you know, still stay true to your design preferences, but then also activate the space in a variety of ways. Yeah. And so when you were talking about like the numbers, like I feel like I've seen, like, I have a friend who's a necklace that has like, I don't know if it's like one, one, one or two, 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 or what are, what are like, what, when you talk about numbers and being really into numbers, you said like putting things in pairs, but what, what can you tell us about numbers? So my very first initial connection with numbers actually started with angel numbers. I was, uh, I published my book through Balboa Press, which is a division of Hay House. So I'm like a okay. huge, like I'm a huge Hay House fan. Yeah, and yeah like, I am yeah. too. <laughs> okay, cool. So, I mean, I, I, what I see, and I love numerology. I love angel numbers. And of course, feng shui. I see connections in how all the modalities, including astrology, numerology, human design, I see how it all fits together. And so for me, like, let's go back to wealth. The wealth area is activated by the number four. 
And it's also activated by the number eight, because when you double the four, you get eight and eight's the infinity and flow of abundance and always having enough. And so like when I see fours, I think, okay, that's an angel number. But in feng shui, I also know that that means like stability and finances and that we're always, it's just a reminder that you're always being taken care of. And I'm a four life path in numerology and a four life path. You think of like a table, you really crave stability in your life and you crave, you know, um, some of those always like Matthew McConaughey is a four, like they're family people. They maybe have like a little bit of trauma in their past, but like, they're like their goal and mission in life is to like, really like step into the fullness of like their abundance and also like, um, giving back to their family and giving back to the community. Um, so I digress though, but like, no, yeah, I'm like, now I want to you know. know how to take this test. Cause I've done, <laughs> I've done the human design, but I, I don't know this numerology is this oh separate from human design, what you're speaking so, about? Yeah. So numerology is like this whole other thing that I absolutely love and adore, but, um, all the numbers it's what's so interesting about it. And cause you mentioned numbers earlier, you said yes. five to five yes. is, is your salon. And I think what's so interesting is like, I've, I've had Felicia Bender on my podcast. She is the numerologist and official in-house numerologist for the Astro twins, astrologers of L who I've also worked with. And she, she's just so great. And so she actually, um, taught me like how, like your house number has a certain frequency and you can change your house number through numerology, but you can also do it through feng shui. And I guess what I'm trying to share is just like, it really is all connected and it all really just like starts to make sense once you, once you connect the dots. So in a feng shui world, if I were to use the number four or eight to activate the wealth area, here's something simple your listeners can try. I would literally say like, get a piece of paper um, orient the paper so that it's a vertical rectangle, right? And write four or eight intentions that you have for your wealth. And when you're writing intentions in feng shui, you want to say them as if they're already happening. So examples for the wealth area might be, I make great money doing what I love. Money comes to me with ease. There's always so much money, more than enough. And you could just keep going and like say things that really feel good. And you could, I mean, if you really wanted to, you could just say like, you could say something outlandish, like I have over a hundred thousand dollars in my bank account now, like whatever feels good to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you take that piece of paper And you place it behind a piece of furniture or behind a piece of artwork in the wealth area. And it's a place where no one can see it, but energetically those words and those intentions carry with them a frequency and you're activating the number four or the number eight, and you're really solidifying your intentions in that space. And like I said before, Lindsay, once you do something so simple like that, like it really is up to you then to trust that your environment is going to work on your behalf, that the energy is supporting you and allow the universe to show up for you and show you what to do next. You know, you don't have to force it. You don't, there's nothing more you need to do. I love that. It sounds so fun. And I know right where I'm going to put my piece of paper Yeah, I in, love my, that. in my wealth area. I'm like, okay, I got a picture that I can put that behind. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I love, I love simple stuff. And it's like, that is so easy. And it would feel like 
And honestly, you know what I think I like about all this, like just spiritual stuff is it's like, I'm doing my part, but I don't, then I let go of it. There's something so freeing about all of it. I am pretty spiritual. And I think that like, it's, it's all sort of, I've been practicing feng shui for 10 years, but like I said, I was already into angel numbers and Hey house, everything before that. And like, as I've gone along this path, what I found is that through practicing feng shui, I have been connected to the greatest spiritual teachers. Like I'm a Gabby Bern- certified Gabby Bernstein spirit junkie. Like I was given that next right action to take like through feng shui. And I think it's like, we all want these immediate results and we all want everything to manifest for us how we want it and when we want it. But after practicing this for 10 years, what I'm starting to notice and see is like, sometimes the answers come through, oh, you need to meet this person. You need to take this course. You need to, you know, expand and do something different in this area. And it's not what you think it should be perhaps, but now that I can look backwards on my life, like all of us, we wish we could live life backwards. But when you can look back, you see why certain things don't happen in a certain way when you want them and how you want them. And then you start to see like, oh, when I did this feng shui adjustment, this is what happened afterwards. I was connected to this person. I took this course and it actually helped me to get to where I really want to be. And if things would have worked out the way I wanted them to initially, I would never be in the place I am right now. So, you know, our unanswered prayers, we need to say thank you for those two, because that's really where the magic comes in. And, you know, if we, we take, got to loosen the grip a little bit, right. And surrender and trust that like the way that we want to drive isn't always going to be in our best and highest interest. And if we like, let the, let go a little bit and surrender, that's when we can expand into the greatest versions of ourselves. If we just trust. Yeah. And I love that. And that's, that's been very true for me. And I, I feel like just even being in a place to be open to all this stuff, like there was a time in my life where like, I was just like holding, I was willing something to stay the same. I'm like, don't want my business partner to leave me. I won't do anything to make this work. And it's like on the other side of it, all the, like, I just feel like being open to magic has like been something like I would have never been. And now I'm like, you said to put a pebble where like, I'm here for it. I love that. Well, I met you at, um, I met you at an event at Tally Hogan's event in the city. And like, that's a whole nother like world that has opened up to me through just like following the breadcrumbs essentially. And just like, you know, I was, yes, I was on HETV with Allison Victoria, which was a huge honor because I am from Chicago. I absolutely loved Windy City Rehab season one. Like I was a fan before I was actually on the show and like got to work with her, but Uh it's just like, you know, being in this, just like, you know, I'm a teacher, I'm a mom of two kids. Like I, there's really like no reason why I should have been inserted in this space, why I should have been on, you know, HGTV for any reason, but I just keep following the signs and following my passion. And it's been really exciting to see how like life's unfolding. And I just know, like, you know, there's certainly things in my life that I have wanted instantaneous results and it hasn't happened for me, but now that like, I'm getting more into like the flow of everything, um, through like deepening my feng shui practices and growing my business, like it's kind of all starting to make sense. It's really exciting. 
No, totally. And even what you're saying about like being open and following the breadcrumbs, like I notice now that I live more like that, that I can tell when I'm talking to someone that it is such a foreign thing for some people. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, I'm speaking another language right now. Like I I'm like, like you could, they're like, what are your big dreams? I'm like, you know, I'm just leaving room for a lot of magic. People look at me sometimes and I'm just like, I like the world I'm creating. Like I like that. I like it over here better. And I know it doesn't make sense to everyone, but I like it here better. It's really interesting because you can tell, like, you know, once you start like, um, tuning into a different frequency, like there's like that saying, like your vibe attracts your tribe and like, oh my God, like it could not be more true. You know, like, that's why I feel like we connected. And it's just like, as you go along your path, you just like, yeah, it just like, it starts to sort of all fit together. And, um, it's just like, there's so much to discover. Like, so I, to- I told you I like astrology. So yeah, I'm a Libra sun sign, Okay, but I'm also a South node Scorpio and a North node Taurus. And I just got my read my chart read for the second time by Ophi from the Astro twins. And basically the way she described it for me was like your South node is like where you come from and like what you're comfortable with. Maybe it was something in your past life that you experienced. And so being a South node Scorpio, like I'm really comfortable in the mystical. I've always loved astrology and angel numbers and connecting with, you know, the spiritual realm. And basically what she said is like moving into your North node, that's like where you're headed in your life and like where you're meant to like what you're most meant to learn and fulfill in this lifetime. And so she said, she's like, part of your mission on this planet right now is to take the 5d world that you're so comfortable with and make it accessible to the 3d world. And I'm like, Oh my God, that makes so much sense. Right. Because I'm helping people like as a Libra and a North node Taurus, like I love beauty. I love aesthetic. I love beautiful spaces, but I also love that mystical piece of like, and you can make your space beautiful and you can truly set your intention and manifest your desires and grow into like the biggest, brightest version of yourself. So I feel like that's like my entry point to like help people to like really evolve and expand into the highest versions of themselves, because I truly believe everyone deserves to have access to abundance. And I don't just mean like, I mean, in all ways, including money. And I just feel like, you know, I didn't come from a ton of money. I'm like a working class family. I'm a teacher. But it's like, once I started, like money has flowed into my life in magical, creative ways. And it's like, why shouldn't everyone have the opportunity to tune into this magic, whether it's for money for, or for all the things that they wish to expand into. I love that so much. I, I, I feel like one thing you said that I really hung on to is like, I feel like I've gotten really creative with how I make a living. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. If like, like money in general, it's like, like there's a, there's a creative element to it that I think that for so long, I didn't see that, that there's a lot of ways to make something work. Mm-hmm. And so if you are going to like, I have a couple more questions, but one of them is what uh, primarily a lot of my listeners have salon suites or studios. Is there, and a lot of them are carrying my Oracle deck, which I feel like, I don't know what the feng shui on that is other than I feel like it can't hurt, but is there one thing that you think like, would be something. And a lot of these people have small spaces. So like, is it adding a crystal in a certain, in a corner or what, what is like kind of like your starter kit for like a salon suite? 
These are such great questions because you're just really like organically, like taking the listeners through like literally my three steps. So like first, first you're going to lay the bag map on your salon. You're just going to kind of identify which areas are located in which space. The second step would be like, you could actually apply the elements to certain spaces that you wish to seek the most improvement. You don't have to do all of it at once, but just like really, where do you seek the most improvement? And then the third step that I tell people, it's almost a little bit backwards because the third step is the most foundational. And I know it sounds so simple, almost too simple, but it's truly to edit your space and really clear it out with your intention of making space for newness. So whether you're familiar with like a space clearing practice, and maybe you've burned a little Palo Santo or Sage, like that's all great. But like, really, when's the last time you did like a deep clean, like, you know, vacuum, dust, wash the floors and like set your intention for what it is like energy is real. And what happens is it becomes stagnant in spaces. So how can we keep the the energy flowing and moving for newness to enter your life? Well, you open up the windows, you open up the shades to let light in because light is a free and automatic chi booster. You actually clean the space with intention. And maybe if you're looking for more money, when you're in the wealth corner, take a look and assess it. Like, do you have like a bunch of like old dried up color or something in that space that like you need to go through? Um, You know, is there a garbage can in your wealth corner and maybe could you move it to another space in your salon, right? Like just making sure like you are mindfully and intentionally cleaning out this space because by applying the elements, it's like really fun and updating decor is great. But if you're doing all of this on this foundation of like old stagnant energy of like, you haven't like been like really tending to your space, you know, that's going to make a difference. And so like, whenever I'm like doing a one-on-one consultation with someone, like when we're like going through their space, like a lot of the time there'll be like a room where it's like, oh, like we don't like use that room. That's like a catch-all. That's like a space where we just like throw everything. We don't, we don't go there. And it's like, okay, well, that's interesting. Let's look at it. Like, what are you not going? Like, is this the family area of your home? Is this, or your salon, you know, like, cause family can have to do with not just like your immediate family and extended family, but it, it could have to do with, um, relationships and friendships. It could have to do with, uh, generational trauma or, you know, things that have been plaguing you for years that you haven't had a chance to heal or look at. So, you know, the good news is you don't have to like dive into all the deep shadow work after like by discovering this, all you do is you clean out that space with intention and be open to healing that part of your life. And you don't have to heal it. You just ask for help and and clean it out and see what happens. I love that. And I was thinking one of my friends, I sent her this email I'd gotten about how it said something like, what if the thing you want in your life, you don't, you haven't created the space for it to happen. And I, I was just thinking like, as far as like feng shui goes, like I would be so curious to know the connection between like what you want to have happen and the lack of space you've created physically and like emotionally for the thing. Is that like a huge part of it? Cause I feel like it would be, it has something to do with it. Oh my gosh. Can I just share like a real a story really quickly? Because please, it's funny how I practice feng shui and yet I still have blind spots in my own world. Right. So literally I'm recording this episode right now from my very own home office. 
it used to be a guest bedroom in our house all the way until I just recently transformed it in January. And what's really funny, it's like, I would always sit in this guest bedroom and I would journal and do all my meditation exercises and set my intentions. Um, I work with a business mentor who's worked with Deepak Chopra for over 10 years. She's amazing. She's helping me grow my business. Um, And, but what was interesting was my intentions were in alignment with the space that I was living in. And I had been wanting for a really long time to update our home bathrooms. I'd been setting my intention for years. It just like, we never were able to do it. And what ended up happening is I got this insight one day that I needed to create my own home office if I wanted to grow my business and eventually work from home. And it sounds so logical and so like, duh, you need a home office if you're going to work from home. But we already had a home office that we had updated. My husband works from home and we were just like sharing the space. And I was really treating my business as a part-time business, treating it as a secondary, like kind of like passion project. And Ultimately, I got this insight that I needed to transform my guest bedroom into an official home office. So I am happily telling you that I am sitting here in this space. It feels so amazing. Um, I'm not full-time in feng shui yet. So like, I'm not like full-time working in my home office, but this space has um, really like literally created a space for me to grow into my business. And so, you know, I think taking an action step, like designing your home for what you want your life to be like, even if it's not there yet, has a powerful impact. Or like, for example, if you're feeling stuck, like if you have kids and like you're noticing, like you're feeling stuck, your kids may be at school or like having challenges in school and like they're struggling maybe socially. If they're not growing up, like, is there a lot of things in their room that like you haven't like changed around in a while? Like, do they have a lot of old clothes piled up in their closet? Have they not had any input on like their bedroom and like what color paint they would like to paint a feature wall? Like, I mean, I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but it's like, I love it. It really does. Like it's, there's so many different ways that like your listeners could look at this and be like, how does this relate to their, their life and what they want? Like, do they want more clients? And like, if so, like, do they have enough space for those clients to fill. Um, This goes with relationships. Do you want a partner and you're, you're single, but you want a relationship, but is your bed pushed against the wall? So like, it's not accessible for two people, or do you not, do you have two nightstands? Because even though you're single, you want to have a nightstand and create the space for that person to have a space in your, in your life, you know, and it's like metaphorical, but also it, it, it does make a difference in your subconscious and it truly opens up space in your life. I love that. No. And I, I, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense and just like the action steps and like you have, like, I, I sometimes think even like, not just not even feng shui, but just like when I have something happen in my life, I feel like the universe is saying like, how are you going to handle this? Are you going to do what you've always done? Or are you going to do something different? And I feel like, I feel like I kind of like, 
I sometimes just have this thing in my head where I think like, okay, I'm going to do it different because I want a different life. And I feel like mm. what you're saying about the space and doing and creating that. And like, it's funny you say that I'm in my like workout area of my house and I have just moved my desk in here and my husband left the water on overnight. So we actually have to move out and I'm going to have the, this workout room, the floor done different. So I can have a rolly chair. I'm going to make this my dream office with my workout stuff because I love moving. I don't know. I just like, I love like being creative and moving and doing like, and I'm like, okay, I want to have my treadmill in here. And I want to like make this my dream, like girl office. So sometimes, sometimes it maybe takes the water being left on overnight to get this son of a bitch done, but I'm doing it. I'm sorry that happened, but you know what? It's, it's, it's an opportunity, right? It really is an opportunity that actually happened to one of my clients, a one-on-one client. Um, we had done her feng shui consultation and like, she had major water damage in her fame and reputation area, which is that space. I love that space. Oh shit. What space is that? Maybe I'm in it right now. What's Uh, happening? Where's that part? It's the far back center area of your home. And it actually impacts your career because it influences how people perceive you. So it's all about how like clients, potential clients, employers, potential employers, publishers, um, you know, banks, even for loans, how you're perceived by the outside world. Um, even like for your followers or audience yeah, in your I podcast. Think, I think yeah. you're, we're talking about the same thing. So what are your recommendations? I got a light out right now, big mm-hmm. stain on the floor and I'm moving out, but I don't want to, I don't want to fuck this up. <laughs> well, you, what I love about fame and reputation is that the, it's the only area that is directly influenced by the fire element. So you really can't overdo the fire. So having your podcast space there, your electronics, your computer, that actually represents fire energy, the shape of a triangle. So if you kind of like, like any boho chic patterns or anything like that, you can actually, you like put a rug that has like some triangular patterns in it. I got one wall of wallpaper that has like triangles right now already up and an, and a pink neon sign that says Lin May. So I feel like I, I feel like I'm kind of on the right track. You are, it's like your intuition, your intuition is like taking over. And then obviously if you just like candles, like I have a candle lit, like on my desk, like something about lighting a candle just feels so like, it's like this little ritual I love to do before I go on a zoom call, whether it's, you know, working with my students or clients or talking to you, talking on my own podcast, something about lighting a candle just makes it feel so, um, official that like, you're like, kind of in this zone. And I feel like with the fame and reputation area, like you definitely want a candle on your desk for that. Okay. I have one. It's from my last birthday party and everyone wrote a word on it for me for the year. So I feel like, I feel like things are kind of working out. Okay. As it turns out, <laughs> this is why all your Oracle decks are flying off the shelves because people are loving you and they're like yeah. noticing you. It's how you get noticed in the world. You know, it's like how you can show up authentically and like you know, brighten your corner of the universe, so to speak. So I think you're totally on the right track. I love what you're doing, by the way. I really, really do. Thank you. Well, I pulled a card for our episode and I, I would love to hear how you think it applies to feng shui. The card I pulled was less, but better. You're doing enough. It's possible or almost guaranteed that you're doing too much ease up and watch everything get a whole lot better. Dang. Did you write that? That's really good. I, yeah. I have 80 of them or like, there's like 88 in this one, but the next one's going to have 80, but I feel like I, I pull one for each episode now. And I feel like that is really 
applicable to what we're talking about. It really does. Like it connects with everything we said, like all you need to do is adjust, clean the space with intention or, you know, set out the decor with intention and then trust the universe to fill in the details. And I know that that, let me just share, like, that is just so hard for so many of us. We live in this hustle culture and I personally am guilty of this. I was burning myself out being a full-time working mom and trying to start up, um, you know, my feng shui business. And I just want to share, like, so we talked a little bit about numerology and I think this is really helpful to know each year vibrates at a different frequency numbers one through nine. And this year, 2023, we are in a seven year according to numerology. And then according to feng shui, we're in a yin water rabbit year and it all connects. So essentially 2023 is a yin year. So it's a year to go within, kind of slow down and kind of look and assess where have I been the past seven years? What's been really working for me and what have I been hustling and forcing and pushing that really maybe isn't so necessary. Sort of like declutter your life, declutter your schedule. Trust that if you slow down in 2023, then you are going to be fully supported by slowing down and kind of just like take a beat, right? And like, look at where you've been, where you're going and like assess, like, is what I'm doing working still? And is it still the direction I want to go in? And it's okay if I'm going to let go of something and kind of like really lean into like one specific thing, right? Because like you've had seven years of growth, of movement, of hustling, pushing and going. And what I like to tell people, because my nature is like, I was born during a full moon. I like to hustle, but so many times we think if I'm not doing, then I'm not manifesting. And that's not true. Rest and going within is just as much a part of manifesting your dream life as taking that inspired action. So what I like to tell people who have resistance to slowing down and kind of doing less this year is I like to share that in 2024, we're heading into a yang year, which is going to be all about taking action. We're heading into a numerology year eight, which is about leadership and money. And so we're going to have our chance things are going to pick up real quick when we get into 2024. So right now for anyone who's like getting hard on themselves because they're not quote unquote doing enough, or they don't feel like they're doing enough. You're actually exactly where you're supposed to be. And slowing down is actually in your best interest in 2023. So I absolutely love the card that you pulled. Oh, I love that. And I just, I feel like that's just the perfect note to end on for everyone. Where can people find you? Because like, I could talk to you forever. I I feel like everything you're saying, it's like, I want more. So where can people go to find you? Yeah, I'm having so much fun talking with you. Um, Listeners, you can find me at christinahollinger.com. I'm Christina with a K. And yeah, I do have my my own podcast as well. Um, 44 episodes in. We had two seasons and I'm taking a break, but I will be back for season three very soon. But if you're new to feng shui, it's a great entry point. Um, and then of course, getting my free guide is a great entry point too. So yeah, or just DM me. I'm a real person. So I love to talk to people and, uh, you know, see how I can help support you. Awesome. I mean, I, I feel like I have like six more questions, but it's not all about me all the time. So thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me. It's so fun.